but this is this is the deal helmet marco may need help getting to mexico because um if if he indeed books his own flight if he books his own reservations his own hotel his own car he might book it in south america you know seeing how it is helmet marco doesn't even know that Checo's from Mexico, he might not even know where Mexico is. And so it is very good that somebody on the Red Bull team can advise and and assist Helmet Marco with making these reservations in the proper place. So what I would like to say is this. We're going to first talk about the whole situation with the floors. I'm going to I'm going to make this very clear where my stance is on this. Appreciate you very much Galacticus and PN. I'm going to make this very clear where my stand where I stand on this. I am not saying that the rules should not be enforced. What I say is the rules should damn be enforced the right way. And 92% of you are saying that no, Checo will not win his home GP. And I, and I honestly, I'm leaning that way. I am also leaning that way. What's up Sylvia with Kelly. So yeah, let me make it very clear. Uh, as you see right here, Lewis Hamilton also says, I've heard from several different sources that there were a lot of other cars that were also illegal. They weren't tested, so they got away with it. When he's saying that, he's not wrong. And I'm going to tell you this. What I have told you all already, as far as being part of an auditing team on very sensitive situations, documents, and our parts are other things I will not mention here. I'm going to tell you that the way the FIA conducted themselves post their sample size failing is incorrect. Okay. And I also found out big shout out to whoever sent that to me in regards to sports illustrated after I said it saying basically the same thing that I said, you pull a sample size Half of your sample size, you have a 50% rate. That's a failing rate. At that point in time, as a real, as an auditor with integrity and with the, with the motivation to find out something that is wrong and then to correct it, because in hindsight, that's what an auditor's job is. An auditor's job is to go into a facility or an organization and help you understand what you're not doing right are fine that you are doing everything by the letter and all standards are being upheld. If an auditor finds that this is not the case by criteria and a sample size fails, then we have the choice to either pull all products or all whatever is in these crates and then test everything, or we pull another sample size and see what we get from that. If we pull another sample size and that sample size fails, well, then at that point, it tells us that, you know what, there's a big problem here, and everything in this lot, in those crates, on those shelves, in that garage, in that bunker, needs to come out and it needs to get tested. Because we pulled two sample sizes and you failed. So for the FIA not to continue their investigation or inspection of these vehicles, Lewis Hamilton is exactly right. They got away with it and the FIA allowed them to get away with it. And the big question is, why would you do that as an auditor? Why would you find a problem 
and not see how deep and how vast the problem is so that you can correct it because that's really what your job is. Your job is to make sure that standards and regulations are upheld so that the organization can be in good standing and operational fit. That's your job. So they failed. And the question would be, why did they choose to fail? That's where things get very grayish, okay? What is your motivation for not continuing your job? What was your motivation for not finding out how deep this problem? What is the root cause of this problem? And even so, they list in the document that they found that the track and the circumstances of the race weekend being so condensed did not allow teams to run necessary checks that they would in a regular standard weekend, but still the responsibility is on Mercedes. I get that. I agree with that. The responsibility is on each team, regardless of what the weekend is, whether it's a sprint weekend or a standard authentic weekend for you to make sure that your driver's cars are with inspect. Like I said, I'm not against the rules being enforced. I'm against the facts that the FIA is consistently inconsistent the way they apply and enforce these rules. And it just so seems funny that oftentimes that when they falter at enforcing these rules, Lewis Hamilton is involved in it. And that's where the problem stems. That's where the problem and the eyes start getting lifted. Like what's really going on? Okay. So it's not like they had 2000 cars here. It's not like they had 400 cars here. It's not like they had 40 cars plus like NASCAR. They only had to pull supposedly 16 more cars in order to inspect these planks. That's all they had to do. But they felt fine with the fact that they were going to ruin this race, race result for Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes. They chucked Charles in there. But I got, a, I, got, I got a problem with that. And my next problem is this. Look at how skewed these numbers are. Now, mind you, this is the FIA. And if these things are so random, I have to wonder why these numbers are so heavily skewed. First of all, Pin consistently inconsistent. Tell me you want to bully Lewis out without telling me. Charles was cannon, fo cannon fodder. Big facts. Red Bull wants one, two. Let's keep Perez P2. And this is where things are allowed. Like what Pin is saying, he is not wrong for feeling that way, nor is he wrong for saying such things because the FIA have conducted themselves in a manner that would say that's plausible. Like we leave the door open for people to question our integrity, for people to question our processes and for people to question our motives of why we do what we do. Very good, PN. I can't nobody should have anything to say. You can have something to say against it. But the FIA have given him a full rights pass and everybody else that may feel this way. And these numbers also give you that pass. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Most times, the person or the team that seems like they have an unfair advantage, although they may have done everything right, is the team that should be tested the most, if at anything. 
I can't remember. And Mary Beanie can attest to this. I can't remember in Formula One a driver specifically being pulled for a urine test. Aside from Lewis Hamilton. If there is another driver, please list them in the chat. But I cannot recall it being mentioned, it being documented, that another driver was pulled for a sample test. What are we doing? So like I was saying, most times when you have test and inspections going on, you want to see that if the team that is just running away with the championship just by a larger than large margin, are things correct over there? Why is it that Mercedes and Ferrari have the most plank checks post-race this season than Red Bull? Even than Aston Martin. And even throw McLaren in there with their new spike in performance. Why is this? Why do you have Mercedes and Ferrari tested the most when they're having the most problems? They've had the most problems last season and this season. Obviously, they don't have some things right to even be competitive, right? They're, they're having to work every season to be competitive in this sport. They're having to develop throughout the course of a season to try and fight for the number two, number three spots, which Ferrari is failing at that. I'm probably going to have to change these cars up here. I might end up having to buy a McLaren car and replace that Ferrari car very soon. Uh, if not now, honestly, which I haven't checked yet, but I'm going to check. And if so, I will order a McLaren and I will put McLaren on our constructor championship board right there. So for us to see that Ferrari and Mercedes five McLaren and Red Bull two, along with Haas and Alfa Romeo, which, you know, it is the case. And then you have Alpine and Aston Martin, Another team that was on a high this season with one. And then you got Alpha Tari, which is the other team, the, the part of Red Bull team, zero and William zero. First of all, if anybody should be inspected, it should definitely be all teams that breached the cost cap. Red Bull, Aston Martin, Williams, you're definitely going to be on our board to have these inspections. Mary Beanie, you are correct, Jay. I never of any driver, Sir Lewis Hamilton. Thank you very much, Mary Beanie. And anybody in the chat, anybody that gets in the comment section and has anything to say about Mary Beanie, she has been watching this sport for a very, very, very long time. And she takes notes. So I could give a shit about what you have to say about her or how you tried to damn neglect her or troll her. I guarantee you, you likely do not know as much if not than she does about formula one so check yourself pn says sister red bull team with zero very sus thank you pn it is very sus that your sister team has zero let's just call it the rest of the red bull team has zero that should not be and on top of that just keeping it even across the board just keeping everything 100 None of these teams should be too far from each other. They shouldn't. If Red Bull is at two, there's no reason for Mercedes and Ferrari to be at five. 
We should see more of an evened out checks and inspections for these cars. They, If they're going to say, you know what, we're going to check uh, two cars, two teams, or you know what, no, we're going to check two teams this race, four cars. The next race or race, other race than that, every other race, we're going to check another two teams. By the time we get to five races in the season, we'll recycle the inspection and start back with another team. We're not going to start back with the first team because let me tell you why. FIA, if you need to hire an auditor, if you need to hire somebody who can help your auditing inspection, please call me because if you're, if you're going to cycle through every five races, we should start over again, okay? Two teams per race. All right? Two teams per race. So then every, what's that? Two teams per race, five, bam. We should have all 10 cars within that, and then we go to the next. And then when you recycle after 10 whole races, all right, that's all 20 cars, you're going to recycle that inspection. But what you're not going to do is you're not going to start with the first team that you started your initial inspection cycle with. What you will do is you will remove that team. You will then randomly choose by way of however you want to do it, random in a computer, random by using software. You will then choose randomly another team to start your cycle with, and you will take that other team that you started first with and just throw them somewhere in that mix. You do this to uphold the integrity of knowing a routine or a schedule. Because if the teams find out that there is a routine or a pattern to your inspection, then they know to start getting ready when you get ready to come back around for your cycle. So then they start learning to cheat the system. That is not random what the FIA is doing. Sylvia Wick Kelly says, we all know they won't do anything with Red Bull. They pay too much by them in bribes. Thank you, Sylvia Wick Kelly. See, this is how I know the FIA, among other things that they have done, do not either have the people in place to want to do the right process and the right thing, to be motivated to uphold the standard of the sport. There's things going on that definitely are correct for an organization this big at the pinnacle of motorsports. I am sitting here right now outlining an inspection audit process that they should already damn well know how and what to do. These numbers are are ridiculous. And this tells me somebody's not doing their damn job. I don't care if you have zero races. I don't care if you have all the races. I care about the fact I need all teams to be in compliance with the standards. And so we're not, if we're going to choose not to check all 20 cars, every race pre and post, because that is what you would need to do. Pre and post, and you may even want to do a pre-inspection, a mid-inspection, which would be before qualifying, and then a post-inspection. It's not that hard. So I got to wonder, why is it that an organization like the FIA, well, you know what? I don't have to wonder anymore because they're consistently inconsistent, and these numbers are an indictment on that even further. So yeah, they they totally they totally screwed the pooch on that one. And it and it doesn't look good. Not at all. Doesn't look good at all. All right. So our next one, let's go ahead and get into this. Checo. 
We are in Mexico, his home GP. And for I don't know why people are calling Texas Logan Sargent's home GP. He's from Florida. Florida's his home. Miami's his home GP, not Texas. All right. It's his home country. Yeah, cool. But Texas is not his home GP. Let's just stop that. Vegas is not his home GP either. It's Florida. Okay. It's Florida. If you want to just say because it's in the United States of America, okay, cool. It's in the United States of America, home GP for that. All right. But if you're from a state where you're actually track races, then you that should be considered your home GP, not every other damn race in America. He's actually from Florida. Miami's his home GP. Texas and Vegas, you know, hey, they're just close to you, okay? Haas doesn't even have a home GP, to be honest. I keep trying to tell y'all that. Haas is not even an American Formula 1 team, really. They just got a P.O. box here. That's it. So Checo, Checo feels that uh, he will have his sights on a very good weekend. I don't know why perfect weekend is in there. We have not seen Checo really have a perfect. Well, we have seen him have a pretty good weekend, but as of late, a perfect weekend does not exist with Checo. He looks to achieve his biggest dream of lifting the first place trophy in front of his home crowd at the Mexico City Grand Prix. Well, Checo. I am not surprised by this. Not at all. Checo seems to be delusional or he seems to have Stockholm syndrome or something. Honestly, Checo seems to choose to be blind to the treatment that he has received from his team, received from his fellow driver in Max Verstappen, received from CEO Helmet Marco received from team principal Christian Horner. Checo seems to want to ignore or put off to us that these things don't exist. Like they don't treat him like ass. Paul says, big shout out to you, brother. Good afternoon, fam. Just finished lunch at work today. I hope that lunch was good, bro. Hope you all have a blessed day. Peace and love. I hope to see you later for the Wolves Den, bro. We will be doing the Wolves Den because we're going to talk about everything I'm talking about now. But I want to hear what you all got to say about it because I'm just kind of just like at a loss of understanding why Checo would feel this way. What makes Checo think they're going to give a damn about him winning his home GP? Does anybody remind, do I need to remind anybody what Max Verstappen did after having the last championship in the bag and they simply gave him driver orders, team orders to let Checo buy and Max didn't do it? I don't know why he would feel this way. And I'm not too sure or even confident what is Checo going to do different at home that he's failed to do everywhere else aside for the first few races in the season. Checo has not done well. He's not performed well. Not one bit. And I'm a bit disappointed by it, honestly. I had high hopes for Checo. I brought pops for Checo to tie Max or even exceed Max in the Drivers' Championship to become the first Mexican to lead the Drivers' Championship. I had hopes for Checo for that. I like to see somebody achieve what's first and then to give something to his culture, his people, where he's from, say, listen, I did it. Look at other kids from where he's from. You can do it too. Checo's not been doing that and whether it's at the hands of Red Bull doing whatever they want to do or it's at the hands of Checo not doing what he needs to do it's not happening 
Galactus says Perez will only win if Max let him hold the trophy. Thank you. That's that's exactly how I feel, bro. That is exactly how I feel. I mean, come on. Do we need to be reminded? Do we honestly need to be reminded about this? Just just look at this. Checo, where is he? Eighth. Where is he? Here. He's sixth. Come on. Checo, fifth. He's not doing it. He's not getting the job done. There's no way I feel confident in saying Checo can do that. Would I like him to do it? Sure. But it's not about what I would like. It's about what he can actually achieve. And he hasn't proven to us that he can do it. Sylvia Wick Kelly says, Jay, you missed Galactica Super Chat. I didn't think I missed it. He said Perez will only win if Max let him hold the trophy. I did say that. I said that. I did, I did catch that. Thanks, Sylvia Wick Kelly. But hell yeah, keep me on my P's and my Q's, please. Because you know sometimes I do miss them. Now I got to grab them and bring them back next live. So if it wasn't for y'all, you know, there are some that I would damn miss for sure. For sure. So, no, I don't have confidence that Checo's going to do this. I would like to see Checo make that happen. And the reason I would like to see Checo make this happen is because Checo, whether he chooses to believe it or not, there are many people in his country that are not happy with him. And they're not happy because what you do being so high and looked up on in this sport, how you let Helmut Marco talk about you in a degrading way more than one time, how you let this team treat you in a degrading way more than one time is a reflection on them to some degree. And they are not happy with that. And you want to know how we know they're not happy with that? I'm going to tell you how we know they're not happy with that. I'm going to tell you right now. And this is how we know they're not happy with that. Right here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Broken boot. And you can see it on Mac. Look at his face. Look at his face. Look at Max's face when he, look, he's like, Mr. I don't care. You cared right there, bro. You cared. Max cared right there. Did you see Max's face? He's like, yeah, bro. They booing the shit out of you. They booing the shit out of you, Max. Red Bull and Max has played Checo so bad. Let me move this, move this down so I can see everything. I wish they didn't put this button here. That's why Red Bull has to provide. Oh, we getting into that. Sylvia Wick Kelly. There was one from Galacticus further up before. Let me check that, Sylvia Wick Kelly. Let me see. Further up. Bow. I found it. You are correct, Queen. Thank you very much, Sylvia Wick Kelly. Just like all the crap over the Sir Lewis Hamilton nose ring, other drivers have wedding rings and religious chains on with no issues. They were not asked to remove it. Thank you, Galacticus. Thank you, Sylvia Wick Kelly, because that is a very good point. They were not asked to remove it. And time after race after race, they kept bringing this up about Lewis. They kept creating documents about this situation. And they kept getting cleared because it was already dealt with. But they just wanted to keep putting Lewis's name out there as if he was the disgruntled black man in Formula One. As if he didn't want to do or be compliant or be submissive to what they wanted him to do. Nobody can prove or show me a document that has shown jewelry to cause an incident, a major incident, a catastrophic incident, a fatal incident, or any incident in the sport of Formula One. 
If you have that document, that FIA official document and the time and date and video of when this incident took place, please forward it to me on social media and I will take a look at it. Thank you very much, Sylvia with Kelly. I'm glad I'm glad you pointed that out. I'm glad you you stuck to your guns because I, I totally did miss that one. Uh, Spider R35, Max is going for the season win record. He is not letting Checo win. Also, I heard rumors of Checo announcing retirement this weekend. That would be wild. I would be disappointed if Checo retired. But if Checo's going to retire in order to get out of his contract or something like that, go for it. Because you honestly don't need to be at Red Bull any further. Let them have somebody else in that car, honestly. I don't think I don't think Checo is even mentally with Red Bull. I don't. I think Checo is passive aggressive, right? So instead of saying these things, he just, oh, we good, but he does it in a very passive way. I know plenty of passive people. Like I know people that are passive that would do things and say, you listen, let me tell you something. If somebody tells you who they are, you should probably believe them. I've had people tell me who they are and either I didn't listen close enough or I just took it as a light candid type of thing that was saying. If somebody tells you that they are a punk plenty of times, believe them. Likely they're a punk. If somebody tells you that they are a disgruntled type, believe them. They're probably that. If somebody tells you they are a weak ass person, believe them. They're probably that. Unfortunately, I've had the displeasure of knowing people like that, and now I don't have to deal with them, and that is fine. But believe them when they tell you these things, okay? And when somebody else tells you something about somebody, even if they say it harshly, sometimes you can't worry about how they're saying it. You need to worry about what it is they're saying. Because two things can be true. Yeah, they could be being harsh. But are they telling you the truth? And likely you'll find out that they told you the truth about that other person. Just straight up facts. Uh, who do we have in Galactus? You missed the super chat about the nose ring. I got it, bro. I got you. My apologies too, bro. I apologize for that. I did miss it. Sylvia Wick Kelly got me right. I'm glad she did. So let's go into this. So yeah, they booing Max, bro. They booing him. Look at his face right there. Matter of fact, I'm going I'm to stop it right there so y'all can see his face. Look, boom, right there. Right there, Max knows. Damn, they booing the shit out of me, yo. They really booing me up here. After I done kissed this trophy, they booing me. Look, look, look how he looking. He like, damn, that's all you got, Max. That's all you got, bro. And I told people this many times. America has a very big systemic problem, especially when it comes to racism. I literally, liter you know what? Literally just saw a photo of someone who thought it was a good idea in Texas to be of all places where we just came out of. But this is not just in Texas. This is in many places. I just saw a photo. Matter of fact, here it is right here. This is in Texas. So for people to say racism and race cars ain't real. Yeah. You look at that. Somebody thought it was a good idea to hang a prop of a black person being lynched in public viewing. Okay. So miss me with the bullshit. When you try to come at me about pulling race cards, there would be no race cards if there wasn't racism. And this is everywhere. All right. So 
in America, we have that problem. Even in politics, there's a problem. But oddly, where Americans tend to have more unity than they should, they should have more unity outside of sports. They pretty much are unified when it comes to cheating ass people. And that's why Max Verstappen is getting booed. He's getting booed because they cheated. He's getting booed because a lot of people, because I was on the grounds there, were there for Checo. And he's getting booed because they know, they've seen, and it is factual, the neglect and the abuse verbally and public that Red Bull, Helmet Marco, and Christian Horner have projected up on Checo. And that's why the hell they booing Max. A reaction of reality. Rambro, check. Check has given up or has uh, been forced to the rear. He seems like he's coasting to the end of this contract. No fight left. And, you know, I, Rambro, I'm with you on that. And I said, remember, I said that I felt like Checo was checking out. I felt like he was checking out a Red Bull, like he's not feeling it. And he's trying to keep it all PR, PR. But honestly, Checo, bro, you should just... You should just let it go. You should just let it all out. But also, somebody said, watch, there's going to be a book that comes out. And I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it at all. So if y'all don't remember this, let's go ahead and let me remind you. Max Verstappen, Netherlands. Max Verstappen says title rival Lewis Hamilton will receive a hostile reception at this weekend's Dutch Grand Prix. But says it is not up to him. Max is saying it is not up to himself to tell his home fans not to boo the Mercedes driver. Hold up. So what I'm going to say right now, everybody in my comment section that gets down there and says, oh, Lewis Hamilton fans were booing Max and Silverstone. So the fuck what? Tough luck. I don't give a damn. Even swap, no swindle, evidently. Because Max said it's not even his responsibility at his home Grand Prix to try to insinuate or try to motivate his fans not to boo Lewis Hamilton. As a matter of fact, they cheered when Lewis and Russell came off track, basically wrecking their cars. They cheered for that. They were happy about that. So miss me with all the crap about you trying to get in my comment section about, oh, would well, they be booing Max? And then, no, so what? Let Max get his ass booed. Because right here, he says he don't really care about Lewis Hamilton getting booed. And that was in 2021. Even swap, no swindle. So let it play. Let it play out. All people talking about, oh, that's crazy and wrong how Max got booed in Texas. No, it's not. It's not crazy, and it ain't even wrong. Booing happens in sports. Lewis will get booed. Max will get booed. But you know one person, when they boo, you know what? Man, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Max said, let me check that again. Max said, yeah, there it goes. It's not up to him to tell his home fans not to boo the Mercedes driver. Does anybody remember Checo Perez? getting up there and telling his home fans, don't boo, don't do that. Integrity is priceless to the point you can't even buy it. You just got to be built with it. Max don't have that character of an upstanding person. Some you can't buy. You got to be built with it or you got to work at it. Max don't do that. This is the same person who's a champion in Formula One who decided in an eSIM racing game to cut across and completely wreck somebody out. That's Max for real, mentally. 
That's who he is. Matter of fact, hold hold up. Let me let me show y'all something. I, I I think maybe maybe people forgetting this too. Let's this person is the same person who did this. The same person who was about to go completely great crazy. This dude just completely pushed it. This is in tech. Look at this. He would have pushed him into the wall. Max is purposely going to drive off track to squeeze Charles so tight into the corner, he's not going to have any space. This is, look at this. This is who he is. So you think I'm supposed to have compassion and empathy and some type of care about fans booing the shit out of somebody who conducts themselves like this? Max Verstappen, you got to be shitting me. Look at that. This is Max. This is what he does. Stop playing with me. Stop it. You sound crazy. You look even crazier doing so. Max will get not one simp or ounce of sympathy from me until he straightens his act, until he acts like a person with integrity. Formula One even still know Max is not marketable as a champion because they know they know parents don't want to say that their kids need to act like that. J-Rob says, let's not forget that check. Thank you, bro. Thank you. I'm not the only person that remembers this. Let's not forget that Checo stopped fans last year at the Mexican GP. Yes, he did. So evidently it can be done, but only by somebody who has some level of integrity and character of a good person. Come on, y'all. Really? Really? Okay. All right. Whatever. Keep, keep believing the shenanigans. So, as we get here, if it ain't his responsibility, then it damn sure ought not be anybody else's responsibility to jump in my comment section and be trying to tell me about Max Verstappen getting booed and how it's okay and, oh, well, Lewis Hamilton fans, all this. Well, this, you, I was there. Max Verstappen fans? You know, I met a couple cool ones. And it's usually like that. A couple cool ones, most of them assholes. Just saying for real. But most of them assholes where they ain't going to say nothing in your face, but they're going to they gonna keep it moving. Just, just being real. From my experience, just being real. Just, just calling it like it is. You know, so, so here it is now. We run into this situation. And people want to be like, oh, poor Max. No, Max made his bed. Joss laid his bed. Joss laid his bed. Helmet Marco made his bed. Christian Horner made their bed. So here it is. Red Bull will provide Max Verstappen with bodyguards at the Mexican GP. Helmet Marco has confirmed. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Why would you need any more security than what Formula One and the FIA have constructed for all drivers to have? Why would you do that? I mean... Did you do something wrong? Did you say something to upset an entire nation of people? Did you say something to degrade people and make them feel less than themselves that you personally don't know? Did Helmet Marco say some racial tone things that people may not like? Did you fucking forget you got a race that's literally going to have to go into Mexico? Maybe. Baraka says, I never understood why F1 fans cry about boo. I'm telling you, bro, it's part of the sport. Booing is part of the sport. I don't care about booing. 
Now, I care when you start getting up there calling people monkey. We seen that. Get up there with blackface. We seen that in regards to Lewis Hamilton. Start using the N-word. We seen that. We've heard that. That's a problem. That's a problem. Start using homophobic slurs. We seen that and heard that. That's a problem. But booing, boo, I boo your ass all the way out the door. Boo, boo, I boo your ass all the way back into the womb in which you were born from. I don't care. It, booing is a part of sports. So if Max Verstappen can't get booed, which I saw your face right there, Max, you were salty. You got to you, you got to your feelings. Oh, damn well. Tough luck. If sports comes with the territory, regardless on who they are booing, let them boo Lewis, Max, except thank you. I'm with you, Baraka, 100%, brother. I'm with you all the way. So why would you need the security? You need the security because you know that you've upset people. And you know what? There's enough movies out there for you to know damn well what you may be facing going into Mexico. I mean, you can go look at reports of people, of situations reported on CNN, reported on the news of people went to Mexico and fuck around and found out. Yeah, you, you, can, you can fuck around and find out out there in Mexico if you want to start acting crazy. Do you know who's out there? Have you ever seen the goddamn movie Sicario? Have you? Have you ever seen that movie? Uh, if you haven't, then let me know. I mean, because that movie in itself, have you ever seen Narcos? Have you ever seen that? Have you ever seen that? Have you ever seen any of that from when it started in Mexico before it got all the way to South America? Have you ever seen that? That shit mess around and find out. Have you ever heard of the mafia? Have you ever heard of any? I mean, I mean, I'm not going to say too many groups. I know some other groups, but I'm just saying get get on some of the National Geographic channels and find out. Get on some of these channels and look at some of the documentaries of shit that go down in Mexico. I don't know if you realize this, but typically criminals are involved in some way in sports, especially soccer. That shit crazy. So, yeah, you might want to have some extra bodyguards if you don't messed around and pissed off the, the bees hive. You might want to do that because people, if they want to, will good at you. And I don't want to see that happen to anybody. But what I can say is karma is on a circle track and it never can be justified or measured on how well it's going to hit you in your back. It will come smack you at whatever degree. And likely it may not be the same degree of respect that you put out. You got to be careful who you talking about. You got to be careful of who you disrespect because people in countries feel very, very proud of themselves and what they represent. And Checo, although he may be a doormat to some, a doormat in taking and absorbing these punches, there are people, there are organizations, and there are gangs in Mexico that ain't going to be feeling that. So, yeah, you know what? They know this. Beef up security. Go ahead and beef it up. Play the song, beef it up, because that's, that's why they're doing what they're doing. It's better to be, hey, I, and I'm with you. It's, hey, it's better to be preemptive, to go ahead and, and, and be precautious than be sorry. I don't want to see nothing happen to Max that way. I don't want to see nothing like that happen to any driver. But what I can say is when you do what you do, you're going to get what you get. And if you happen to get it, people are going to look back and say, 
well, you know, they did. He did do this. You know, he did say that. And while they up here, listen, all this shit they up here trying to do with, with saying, putting these slogans up like there's no rivalry off the track, bull crap. There's rivalry off the track. Let me tell you right now. Should it be? No. But Max has made it that way for himself. Chuo, Chuo says Max doesn't care about uh, care, but Red Bull is making, uh, what is that? ABS, we love Checo videos and Billboard saying don't boo their poor baby Max Million boo throwing some. I'm telling you, I feel you, Chuo. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Boo. They shouldn't give a shit about that. Don't boo Max. Why is all this cuddling for Max? Did we have the, did they make these same signs for Formula One going into the Dutch GP? Did anybody see a, listen, there was a sign so big on the side of a building, on the side of a building, y'all. They put this shit on the side of a building. I'm telling you, I'm not lying to you. Let me see if I even got that picture. There was a big sign on the side of a building. I'm about to get it right now. I'm about to get it right now and upload it. I'm about to load it up right now. And I said to myself, when did they start doing this? When, did, when was this part of the plan in order not to get somebody into a situation? Damn it. I, I messed around. I didn't load it up. I didn't load it up. Oh, my goodness. I should have loaded up, man. I got I got to see if I can find it because I was like, wow, these are the precautions that we take it for Max Verstappen. Yet Lewis Hamilton can go into the Dutch GP with a driver that's on the track with him saying it's not his responsibility to tell his fans or to promote his fans not to act negatively. And I don't remember anybody. I don't remember anybody posting up. Big ass billboard saying, basically, we ain't got no rivalry on track. Don't boo. Don't boo Lewis Hamilton. No. What? Why are we getting all this treatment for Max? Why? Because he emotionally can't handle it. Because he's soft. Really real. He's soft. Is that why we getting that? I'm just asking. Because because, you know, some of these things we weren't seeing anywhere else. We weren't seeing that. So I'm just asking why are we getting it for Max? Why? Why? Why are we getting it for Max? And I'm going to tell you why. Because the Formula One have a responsibility. They cannot afford to go into a situation knowing that there is a hostile potential or some situation that could affect a driver or any driver and not at least do what they should do in order to prevent it if they can. And if they did that, knowing that they had knowledge that it is possible that there is an attack that is going to be launched against Max Verstappen and they find out that Formula One did nothing about it. You did nothing to curve the, the public opinion. You did nothing to try and protect this driver or any other driver. They legally would be in a very bad situation. My problem with that is why have we not seen the same actions and motives and motivation for Lewis Hamilton? We literally had a marshal that was wishing death upon Lewis and he's in a position that he should have been responsible for the safety of Lewis and every other driver. I can't, I can't even find a picture anymore. I thought I had loaded it, but I didn't, but there is a building where they just, they just promoting it, promoting it. You know, it's, you know, but they ain't did it, did that for Lewis. So I'm just saying, you know, equal treatment, right? That's what we're supposed to be getting. Well, show it to me, show it to me, show me this equal treatment, show me the equal care for all your drivers. So yeah, uh, they getting ready and they should, because you don't know what you're going to see. You don't know, you know, they use local public people to work the gates there 
at these events, at these tracks. These tracks hire local people. Which one of these local people may be tied to somebody or tied to a, a group that they like, you know what, we're going to show Max Verstappen, you know, about our Mexican pride and our heritage, like how we we not somebody you could just talk to like that. We're not a group of people you could just throw down in the mud and just talk belittle and, and mistake our identity of our heritage. We, we're not dealing with that. So I tell you what, Mr. Dutchman, like that's not already something that can be talked about. I got you. You know, you got to be careful about it. And what I'm saying is I'm not promoting. I'm not saying that I want to see anything happen to Max. I'm just saying that, Max, you should be careful. Helmet Marco, you should be aware and careful of the words you speak and how you treat people. Christian Horner, you should be careful of the words you speak and how you treat people. Because you don't know who's behind them. You don't know who cares for them. You don't know who's what and willing to do for them. And then when you get socked in your eye, you screaming charges. You screaming, oh, you, you disgruntled. These people are hooligans. They're, they're thugs. Yeah, no, what happened is I'm not the motherfucker to be disrespected. So, yeah, I punched you in your eye. Just saying, like, people got to, you got to understand this. Like, we can ha have civil conversations. Have those conversations. Checo, everything you said does not match up. You came out here and you said that, Everything with you and you and Helmut Margo's relationship is peachy keen. It's not, bro. Nobody whose relationship is peachy keen, nobody, he, he wouldn't be talking about you like that. I have relationships with people that y'all may have known. Do you see me fucking with them right now? No. Why? Because they ain't, they ain't flying right. What Scarface say? You a hossa. You know what a hossa is, Frank? A pig that don't fly straight. If you ain't straight, if I find out you ain't real, if I find out you got something in you and you really been spiteful this whole time, I'll, I'll leave you alone. Even though I try to give you a chance to say, you know what, just, just work on yourself, bro. Just work on yourself. You'll get it. Oh, man, stop. And don't try, to, don't try to come up to me shaking my damn hand. Man, you better put your hand in your pocket. For real. So, but these are the things that are happening. All right. These are the things that are taking place. So let's like, let's take a look, you know, just let's just take a look at something a little bit lighter we got going on here. So we got um, some nice photos right here. Some good what I call car porn. You know, the best type of porn you can have is car porn. And uh, we got some photos right here about some of the cars that are out there on track right now that are are out there are arriving anyway. And I think it's very nice to see these cars. I honestly do. Uh, the McLaren's already looking. There's a little bit closer look at the Mercedes floor right there. And you know, I don't think nothing really too much changed about that. I do think that that update is an upgrade. Hopefully, you know, the plank is right this time around and we won't have to worry about that. And we'll actually see what the pace is in comparison with the Mercedes and Red Bull. We do know supposedly Max was nursing a brake issue. I did show you all the form, the FIA document where they didn't change the brakes. So what really happened there, I don't know. Could have been an adjustment, not changing of the brakes. Actually, maybe an adjustment of the brakes or the bias, but maybe not. We typically see when Max is under pressure, he starts crying a lot and just like trying to get his excuses ready in case things don't go his way. But fortunately, the RB19 is as strong as it is. And even wounded, the RB19 has proven again and again that while being wounded, it can still be consistent and it can finish. 
We've seen this more than a few times this season already. That car is very strong. Okay, so, you know, we got some front wings with Mercedes, with Mercedes picture. Now, here we are with the Alpine, which, by the way, collecting a bunch of money to hopefully do something better next season, but running a very different cooling package, which definitely looks good to me. The serrations along the spine of that engine cover look very nice. I do like it. Uh, here's a closer look at those. So running a different type of cooling package. We'll see what happens and hopefully that yields some powerful results. And also I like the livery thing going on right there. So that's really cool. So I think that's really nice to, you know, salute to Mexico and uh, doing their thing. Also the Ferrari sitting right here. And I'm, I'm going to tell you like this, man. I, I just absolutely, absolutely adore the Ferrari, the SF23. I really do. The Black and red together is a cheat code. The Ferrari is a beautiful looking car. The Mercedes is, it's almost, I really almost like the Ferrari in its natural livery state. Then, nah, I'm not. I like the Mercedes more. He always bet on black. Passenger 57. Wesley Snipes said that. Uh, he, taxes is, is, you know, don't worry about his tax situation. But the Ferrari is a very beautiful car. I like the 75. I like the SF23. Very beautiful car. I just wish their performance would be as beautiful. I'm very disappointed in Ferrari this season. I hoped more for them as well as I did McLaren, but McLaren are on the upswing and they got a very good prodigy in, in Oscar. But Ferrari just haven't done it for me. So, you know, I'm really hoping they do a lot better, better than, than they done. I hope they do a lot better than they done the last two seasons next season. That's That's all I can hope. There's the rear wing of the McLaren. Also, they got some aero rakes out doing some testing there. Hopefully, to get some pull some data on information on the package they're running. Also, McLaren is doing well. I would like to see if they finish out strong, though. What we saw from Aston Martin is a nice climax and peak, and then they dropped off. Will we see the same thing from McLaren in these last few races of the season? We don't know. If we do see it, Boom. I hope we don't see it. I'm hoping that McLaren finish out strong and have a continuation of what I thought they would 2019 going into 2020 and 2021 in which it didn't happen. So I'm hoping that they're on the upswing. They stay on the upswing. Now they got, you know, their new facility. They got the, uh, the new wind tunnel. They got the new sim. I'm hoping all of this comes together and they can come out swinging strong next season, just as a team, uh, a team with a lot of racing heritage and, and a lot of very, very awesome drivers have gone through there and great drivers in Lewis Hamilton and Senna. And it's just, uh, it's just a very nice situation. Alonzo also, you know, throw him in there. Just uh, McLaren have a very nice roster of drivers that have come in and out of their team to do some pretty awesome things. So uh, hoping they, they keep doing that, but you know, we'll see what happens. Like I said, we, we're going to be here doing this thing this weekend. We will be actually, oof, we got to get ready for FP shit. F, free practice about to come up, man. I'm about to run us over here. Let me, let me get out of here. We got, we got some free practice to watch. Shit. Got, you know, we got to watch FP1, FP2. So we got a pretty good evening. Uh, we will sneak a Wolves Den in there probably in between. We'll see what it is between FP1, FP2. I'll see where we're going to put that likely in between those two sessions. Have a nice Wolves Den, talk a little bit, and then get off before FP2. And then we'll be into Saturday. 
uh, FP3 qualifying and then race day on Sunday, a little bit later here on this side of the United States, running about 1600, I believe. So, of course, we still will do finale lap for live race highlights after that. So y'all stay tuned for all of that. We we up and pumping all the Saturday racing event for the little one. Going to try to find out how soon I can get back here from out of town and make it happen with you all. So I really do appreciate it. I'm going to post in the Discord the time for the Wolves Den. So everybody be ready for that. Maria Duncan, if you're in here, I will be posting that because Maria had to get on me last time because it was short notice and this is short notice, but I hope this is some notice that we're going to be in there. And don't, don't fret because you know what? We still got F1 Minute coming up the fo following Monday. So, all right, I'm going to be out. See y'all soon. Peace. Wolfpack out.